We used to have peeing competitions. On who's who's on, we on the farm? Well, there was there was a lot of kids, and there was like a definite group of older Listen to boys her defending it, yeah, and older girls. And oh, I don't know if I should keep talking. Well, you're we gonna used... have to tell the story now. You can't half tell us the story about a pissing competition. We used to get on the roof. <laughs> This is probably the most iconic 90s Australian TV show that there ever was. And ever will be. And ever will be. Yeah. When you think 90s Australian, like, nostalgia, like, the first thing that comes to your mind is, like, have you ever? Ever felt like this. Have I ever? Had strange things happen. happen. Are you going going around the twist? Yeah, let's not sing it exactly on tune because we might get sued because <laughs> the people that own it are really litigious. <laughs> well, you know what? I can't help that I have, like, perfect pitch all the time. So please fucking fight me around the twist, people. Nothing um, so I sing is in tune, so I don't think we have to worry <laughs> about that. <clears throat> this is probably, like, in the amount of shows that we've done in this season, this is the one that I'm most familiar with. Like, this is the one that I was, like, ride or die, want to watch every single afternoon. Mm. And it's still, it's all on Netflix now. Like I feel like it's yeah. one of those ones that gets, it does get brought out all the time. Absolutely. Mm. Because now like the millennials who grew up on it or like the gen whatevers are like, wow. oh my God, kids, this is like this cooked show that I used to watch. And I feel like it, some parts probably have not aged well, but for the most part, I think it has aged well. So I feel like it's the one that you'd be okay to like bring back. I mean, oh. I'm okay with it. I don't. I don't think it would make it on ABC. I don't think Absolutely it would make not. it on any mainstream no. television show. No. Just going back through it last night, and I was like, "Oh, I forgot about that episode." Oh, yeah, I definitely it would be. About that. It would for sure be like a Netflix special if it. Like, I don't was... even think. I don't think anyone would pay for it. There is, <laughs> like, it just coming in strong on the pilot episode, right? Like, if you just want to start with that, you want to start with the how the family, the twist family moves you know, away from the city and into a lighthouse, like completely unhinged. There's a fully dressed skeleton on the toilet in the first <laughs> scene, in the first Everything. scene. And they're singing along in the car, wholesome and unnerving. And then within the first 30 seconds, suicide joke. What? I know. But that's like very on brand with Paul Jennings, who was like the writer of this series. Like Only remember the his... first two seasons. Yeah, true. But like. His books were iconic in my childhood. Yeah, he was fucked in the head. Literally. Like, so it takes, so the actual lighthouse is on the southwest Victorian coast. Yeah. Well, I don't know what the southwest Victorian coast is. South. Well, you live in Melbourne in Victoria. So I would have thought maybe Uncle Mott went on a road trip um, with Hannah and their friend, and they went to the Round the Twist Lighthouse in real life. I reckon it's probably on the Great Ocean Road somewhere. Yeah, I think it is. That's what my, but I haven't been the the lighthouse. Yeah. Yeah, So Uncle Mott went to the lighthouse. Yeah. Brooke just said that. Yeah. Yeah, Sorry. I had a child incident, everybody. Um, I think this guy, I've never been to, I've been to one lighthouse, but I think this gave like 
all of us kids a weird lighthouse obsession. Like, yeah. they're just, mm. like they're already cool, but like everything that happened in this, you're like, oh my god, magic shit happens in fucking lighthouses, bro. Yeah, magic shit. Absolutely, absolutely. I remember like when we moved, like to like that sort of like north central coast. There was a lighthouse just down the road from our like plate. Well, no, like a five minute drive from our house, and I always remember like begging my parents to take us there. And because I'm like, well, like something cool could fucking happen to me. Like I could like go and like be possessed by some fucking worm who makes me swim really fast. <laughs> you remember Bronson? That episode yes. of Bronson. It's really that funny was- because um, this show was one of the first shows, like people were not doing this at the time, where they replaced the characters in every season. Yeah. So all the main characters were replaced or the children were replaced like three or four times. Yeah. Adults were replaced like two or three times. And it was just like, whatever, we're just doing this because there was so much time between yeah, even they, the first they were and older second one. and all that. Yeah. Yeah. They'd grown they, up. They couldn't, they literally couldn't yeah. use the same actors. Yeah. yeah. So series one aired in 1990, series two in 93, series yeah. three in 2000 and series four in 2001. Yeah. So, and like, yeah, like the, the amount of character turnover is hectic, except for, um, you remember Faye, Faye, the old lady. Yes. She's she say, awesome. She stays the same in one and two and then changes for three and changes Which one for is four. Faye? Was the, she the old original? lady the that lady. lives there. Yeah. Oh, oh. Miss Rickards. Oh, no, sorry. That's not her. Oh. That's Nell. You're thinking of Nell. Oh, I'm obsessed with her. She yeah. gives like big older dark energy. Yes. I'm very for it. Me too. Vibes. And um, remember Gribbs? Gribble? The Gribble kid? Yeah, the bully. And his dad is like the town mayor. Yeah. That's so right? he, yeah. yeah so he, cunt. yeah, he's the foulest day. Eh? So he is only, he's one, like one guy for series one, but then the same Mark Mitchell for the rest of the series is. And that's, the longest running character. Mm. Yeah, mm. they just were like, whatever. Just we'll spice things up. Who yeah. cares? Don't even mention it. But this is written by Paul Jennings, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys read these books? Like, I didn't actually read yes. like necessarily the round the I don't know if they were around. No, the so books, the first but it seri- came from Yeah. So the first series um of Round the Twist was based on the novels Unreal, Quirky Tales, Unbelievable, Cabbage Patch, Fib, and Uncanny by Paul Jennings. And I read yeah. most of those as a kid. So these yeah, were like I feel like I did too. And then we did the other ones. Do you remember there was Paul like Paul Jennings? Oh, she, and Morris started, Gleitzman. And Morris Gleitzman. Oh, I yes. loved Morris Gleitzman. Me too. Oh. Me too. There was, yeah. Do you know there was a, there's an so there's an eight year hiatus between the series one and series uh, series one and two and three and four mm. like eight or nine years and the reason why is because um Paul Jennings was like nah fuck you not doing it because he cracked the shits um with the like the actual creator so he was brought on they were like oh we want to commission your stories in the beginning right. And he was like, oh, I want to write. And they're like, well, you have no experience writing scripts, bro. So they paired him up with this other person, Esben or whatever. Yeah. And Esben like taught Paul how to write the scripts and whatever. And so he was really, really invested in the first and second seasons. And then there was this whole like they were like having like fights for like fucking eight years um, and they just couldn't, they couldn't get it together. And um, Paul was so pissed off um, that he didn't get to see the new Bronson before he was cast that he refused to come to set in the second season because in the first series he was so excited about it. He was on set all the time 
And so that sort of started it. Like they were doing things without consulting him and, and Paul Jennings was like, this is my show. And they were like, it's absolutely not your show. We've like bought it off you basically. Yeah. You're just here to give us a bit And of, we're letting yeah. you be a part of this and whatever. And so he cracked the shits about it and they tried to partner them up and get them to be friends again or whatever and he just wouldn't have a bar of it. And the the actual um, – so like – Esben, the guy that was, like, directing it and stuff like that, he was, like, on a fee for service. So he got paid, like, a flat fee for directing the episodes, right? That's all he got. You direct it, you get paid, that's all. But Paul Jennings was walking what? away with also all the royalties from the books yeah. and the show. And so, like, Esben had the shits that he didn't have as much money as Paul Jennings. It was all just bullshit And they are possibly paying Paul as, like, a consulting fee or something yeah. to be yeah. there. Yeah. That's so funny. I would be the same, though. Like, if I wrote something and then it was gal, I'd be like, no, this is my fucking and you're fucking doing it wrong. That person is not supposed to look like that. Yeah, exactly <laughs> but isn't right. it like up to like the art artist interpretation? It is. Yeah, it's you like know? you sold the rights, they're allowed to do what they want with it. Yeah. So like don't the, the so whole up. thing like just went got so bad um that the it's like the children's foundation the children's television foundation or whatever it was called mm. um just went fuck it we're just going to do season three and four without him so paul and paul told them to like get fucked i'm not doing it they had to replace him with 12 people to come up with like stories that were weird enough for around the twist and they basically got these 12 wow. people in a room and they said, you need to write the grossest, weirdest shit you can think of. And then they would get those stories and they would mash them up and then send them away to write the stories again. And literally they had to have 12 people to come up with the that's weird shit so that Paul wild. Jennings can pull out of his ass at any given moment. I know. That's that's crazy. Like that just speaks to his like ability mm. as a writer, like as a fiction writer or whatever. That's amazing. Yeah. I... There's a few episodes of this show that I will remember for the rest of my life. One is the Whirly Whirly, which is like what – remember the Whirly Whirly? In the that, bar. That's, yeah. Oh, and that's like the how, Whirling Dervish. Whirling yes. Dervish. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. And makes him go swim really fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other one that I will forever remember is when that weird guy with the brown hair can like do chocolate ice cream from his nose. Do you remember that? Yes. Yeah. yeah, and he was like, was he like an alien or some shit? Because he was a he, quirky, quirky He guy. was an ice cream machine come to life. Yes, that's, that's right. right. And Linda fell in love with him. Yeah. She I was mean, obsessed with him. She wanted to marry him. Linda, there's a lot of weird relationship stuff that happens with, I, I was going to just say the two older kids, but it's all three of the kids. Mm. And Bronson yeah. and Brian, you're just like, ah, what is happening? Well, okay, so it says that the the – Twins, sorry, the two older ones, which I didn't realise they were twins until like right this second. Me neither, yeah. But they're 14 and then Bronson's eight. Yeah. In in the first season. So I'm just like, wow, okay, so an eight-year-old gets a fucking fish thing up his dick and then can swim real fast. It's it's fucking disgusting. That's a a lot, you know. Um, But still, still iconic. I could never. And and. Like in this show, as with like so many other shows in the 90s, like as, you know, when we talked about Plasmo the other week, um, there's an like just an unnatural amount of dead parents. Yes. <laughs> Why has everybody got to have dead parents? They've got a dead mum in this. Oh, she died in an accident. Oh, great. Let's all just move on. Pretend that didn't happen only four years ago. Yeah. Because then there's weird bits where he, like the dad has girlfriends and stuff. Mm. And, yeah. 
So a little bit. Paul Jennings said that he based the, uh, a lot of the characters on like his own life because at the time of writing the, a lot of these stories and particularly around the twist, he was a single dad. And so he based Linda on his own daughter um, and Bronson on his son. But the eldest, what's his name? Pete? Yeah. yeah. Pete was based on him as a kid. But the dad, Mr. Twist, is also based on Paul Jennings as an adult because he, he apparently also had a crush on one of the school teachers and he had moved the kids um, into like Warrnambool, like on the cliffs of Warrnambool or whatever. So he, it's like so much of this is like his life, which is a little bit disconcerting for me. Yeah, like that I'm a makes bit, it a bit weirder. I'm a little bit uncomfortable with that. Uh, Shall we talk about um, like the main characters are Bronson, Linda and Pete? Yeah. Bronson is probably the most unhinged child. Yes. He just, he's unstoppable. Like and when he becomes a ranger in season two. He's so good. He gets worse. He's so wild. He's just wild. I don't know if it's because they live in a lighthouse or he's the youngest. No one's really paying attention to him half the time. He's like, I'm scared to go to the dunny in the middle of the night. Fair enough. Because it's an outback. It's like a, it's a thunderbox, isn't it? It's not in the house. It's yeah, it's outside. a dunny. Yeah. 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 Well, did you have a dunny when you were a kid? No, I didn't have a fucking We did. Dunny. In my house, um, when I lived in Green Anchor, we had a dunny. Um, and this is really gross. But when I was little, because we were too scared to go um, – out to the dunny at night time. My mum used to let us wee in the bath if we had to go to the toilet at night. Oh my god, that's so funny. I don't know if that's great. Look, I just like like I live in a house with two children and we only have one toilet. And mm. um, you know, sometimes in the mornings we all gotta go. And um my children are quite used to me coming and going, Well, you just have to let me piss in the shower. Um <laughs> Like I've got a mum bladder and I can't really hold it. I'll have an accident. And I'd, and I'd go in the yard, but then I live next to a school and the teachers would be like, Tully, that's a bit inappropriate, don't you think? <laughs> no, I live here. No. I should be allowed to piss in the yard. What do exactly. You mean? Exactly. Don't fucking If it offends it. you, look away. Yeah, oh. why are you looking at my fucking wee, you freak? <laughs> exactly right. Did you know that there was actually going to be a movie? Yeah. Oh, no, that would have been so yeah. good. They couldn't get funding for it because the Americans were like, absolutely fucking not. No. I can see Americans watching this and being like, the fuck is happening? They just would not get it at yeah. all. It's Quick. very much like Australian culture. So Someone they get to Australia stat. I think because to get to get a show up back in the day in Australia, you had to have um, international funding. So it started out with it was played in the UK. Um, in the first and second seasons, but then in it got funded in the US and there's one episode which we can talk a bit more about later, but it had to do with piss and the and the Americans were like, no, you can't have piss, absolutely no piss whatsoever. And they were like, um, get fucked. The option that you have purchased means you cannot tell us creatively how to do that. And they were like, okay, fine, you can have piss, but it needs to be like a really small stream of fake piss, <laughs> right? But then when it came to it, the small stream fake piss thing that they were using wouldn't work. So what they used was like this big fucking hose and the Americans saw it and they knew they had they couldn't do anything. Oh, my God. That is iconic. <laughs> oh, my God. This is- truly is probably, I like I know we've said this is the most unhinged show, but like I, like I don't know about you guys, but I have a list of some of the weirdest moments and weirdest episodes in Round the Twist that I think oh. like should. Yeah, go on. Grab the interest of of all, and I'd like to see if you guys remember these episode episodes. Yeah, I'm ready. So Linda has got a lot of issues with her relationships. There's one episode where Linda 
her boyfriend turns out to be a merman. Yeah. Oh, yes. I remember. I do remember this. He basically starts growing like fingernails over his whole body. And then he has to leave to go live with his mum in the ocean. Yeah. It's very traumatic. It is. And uh, Paul said that he he wanted to write that um, paying respect to actual teenage romance because, Aww. like, his daughter was a teenager at the time. I and literally thought you were, like, paying actual respect to the real mermaids. mermaids. <laughs> real mermaids, like, you know. Yes. Um, I mean, he was white, which <laughs> it, that doesn't upset the the people that have an issue with black mermaids. So there's there's that. If you've got a problem with The Little Mermaid, just watch this episode of Round the Twist and you'll be it fine. You'll be fine. But, yeah, he apparently that's why it's so serious. Like because that episode is not really as funny. It's more like it's actually romance and they fall in love and blah, blah, blah. And she was like 13 or 14 and had to kiss somebody and never kissed anyone before. Oh. Very vibes. stressful. And and <laughs> so she's got a thing for the, the weird boyfriends, right? She also falls mm. in love with the human ice cream machine. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if I could have ice cream at, at my single command, I would fall in love with the human it ice cream It came out of his too. nose. I don't know. I'm looking at the clip right now and I'm like, fuck, that's fucking... It's like Mr. Whippy, like he would eat stuff and then he would turn whatever he ate into Into ice cream that came out his nose. Yeah, iconic. It's like alien mucus. Like, do you really want to eat that? Yeah. And when the the end of this, and Linda, and then Linda fell in love with him and then he turned back into a machine and she just stared lovingly at it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this this was a big one. I think it was called Little Squirt or something. And it's the pissing pissing competition competition. episode. Do you remember that? Yes. When yeah. that episode fucking came out, the boys in my primary school were doing that. I kid you not. They were trying oh. to piss over the wall in the boys' bathroom. Oh it was disgusting. God. There was piss ex- everywhere. We used to <laughs> We used to have peeing competitions. On, who's who's on, we? On the farm. Well, there was there was a lot of kids and there was like a definite group of older Listen to boys. Her defending it. Yeah. And older know. girls. And oh, I don't know if I should keep talking. Well, we you're going to have to tell the story now. You can't half tell us the story about a pissing competition. <laughs> we used to get on the roof. The roof of what? The saddle shed, like where we kept all the horse stuff. Oh, my God. <laughs> and we'd climb on the roof and you'd sit on there. It was a quite a peak, like high, and you'd sit on there. And we would, uh, this was us girls, so we would squat and we would like, Piss. And sometimes we do it as like a <clears throat> like different forms of competition. So you just pee directly down into like the because it was like corrugated tin into the divot to see yeah. who's reached the gutter, which was probably just filling up a fucking water tank. By the way, sorry, parents. Um, so who's piss like reached the end first? That way, like a race, piss race. Yeah. or who like or we'd um it'd be in the paddock or on the roof, and you'd really squat and see like. Like pull it up a little bit. You pull it up like a not bit. Touch, yeah. Not touch your. Oh well, if you do, that's the trick. Squat, if you pull it up a little bit up. at the top, and then you strain, you can yeah. fucking piss like a boy. Like a and boy. then I do remember us girls putting in a fair bit of practice, and then challenging the older boys to a pissing competition one time. <laughs> a little a pissing contest. Weird, bro. That's so no, no, weird. No. You did not have <laughs> enough things to do. I just think we probably should have been a bit more supervised, maybe given some activities. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like play Monopoly. Don't have a pissing competition. What are you guys with the doing? Oh, I was having a pissing comp on the roof. Ugh. I'm just oh going to piss into this fucking. But I feel like snake. this show was very fucking responsible for that. Well, that's what happened in my primary school. I kid you not. This episode came out and then everyone was trying to do pissing competitions. The boys were pissing everywhere. The teachers had to deal with piss all over everything. Gross. Paul Jennings. So gross. It's disgusting.
did you know that the um series one and two were sold to Japan and like the Australian people received a large quantity of fan mail from Japanese children who enjoyed the series oh my god that's so cute isn't that so wholesome that's awesome awesome. It was also sold to the UK as well um, and Canada and South America and Pakistan. Imagine the dubbed version of, like, imagine that. So how many, so many of these things, they don't translate. No. It's not Australian slang. I know. It's so funny. All right. What other episodes have you got for us, Brooke, burned into the memories? Okay. So I remember reading this story, like the, what's it, the cabbage one? What's it called? The Cabbage Patch Fib. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember reading that and being fucking traumatized by the baby screaming and can't breathe and it turns purple, the cabbage in the in the yard. Oh, yes. I remember being really upset by it. And then there's a whole fucking episode about this green cabbage baby. I remember seeing it and being like, "Oh no. I I can't watch this. I'm really upset." And they've just put like a green tinge on everything. <laughs> so bad. Which I feel like that was like something that was like they weren't wearing green makeup. Like that was something that they did with the film, which was yeah, I feel like would like have post. been very, um, very cutting edge. Yeah, for back yeah. when it was done. But I mean, it looks hilarious now. I remember really loving this episode. I don't know why. Probably because I thought the Cabbage Patch Baby was coyote or something. <laughs> um, a green baby. It didn't even look like a Cabbage Patch Baby. It was just green. It was just a green baby. And then it's Cabbage Patch parents wearing cabbage come and collect it, I think. Like, fucking odd. Um, that book. But that- that's Bronson. Does Bronson, does he find the baby? Yeah, he just finds it. Or does he give yeah. birth to it? I can't remember. No, he doesn't give. No, I don't think he gives. He just finds the baby. Okay, all right. Do, do you remember the episode Lucky Lips? Yeah, because it's fucking horrific. Wait, tell me about <clears throat> it. Okay, so um, Linda and Pete go full incest vibes. Pete, Pete's not getting any ladies. He's not getting any love with the girls at school. Yeah. He gets, I can't remember from where, but he gets this. Maybe he goes to the fair, actually. Maybe it's like a weird. Probably from a carny gypsy or something. Or something yeah. that gives it to him. And he gets this magic lipstick that like. You know, whenever you put it on, whoever's near you is going to want to kiss you. Oh, yes. I do remember this. And I remember, I was like, I wish I had one of those. But then his sister full kisses him in the middle of class. In front of everyone. On the lips. And then he falls into a fucking pigsty and gets, like, sexually assaulted by pigs. By the pig. Ew. It's fucked up. So much fucking hectic shit happens in this. Some of this stuff is like, yeah, this is funny and weird, haha. But also some of it is also like, this is not... Like there is way too much child nudity in this show, like to a concerning level. Well, I like, don't know. Is it going to come up? There's the one where Linda is on, um, I don't on know. A, on a horse? The horse. We yeah. watched that. The kids and I watched that yesterday afternoon because um, I've tried to get my kids to watch Around the Twist a few times and they're like, nah, but it was on when they came home yesterday and they got quite into it. I was like, hey, 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 I'm going <laughs> to fuck up a new generation. Yes. Um. And yeah, and Linda like becomes the spirit of the horse or something, and Pete rides it in a competition. She becomes Lady Godiva, Lady which Godiva. is like, yeah. But she Ooh. goes invisible, and then when she becomes revisible <clears throat> on the horse, she's naked in front of everyone, like the whole town. The yes, whole town's there, and she's right. just fully riding off. And then Dad's like, "Where are you going?" She's like, "I'm trying not to show everyone my true self," <laughs> as this fourteen-year-old girl rides off fully naked. It's so not cool. Good. And then. There's a fucking vampire episode where there is a magic vampire who uses his magic to rip off the kids' clothes. 
Like pedo vampire. Oh, I don't remember this one. Yeah, so it's like the bullies are on stage doing something, I don't know, whatever, and then the vampire rips off their clothes with his magic. Lol. What? I wish I had a vampire that could have done that to my bullies in high school. But then it's like it's still children. Oh yeah, true. So we don't want to we don't want to we don't want to <laughs> no. do that. We don't condone like child nudity on no. these shows. Revenge it's not, porn. It's, it's just not it. No, it's not cute, but also like a bit iconic. I mean, I guess. I think I remember it was Bronson having to hide in the toilets from this vampire earlier in this one, maybe. Maybe. I can't remember. I think. Like, I don't think we've talked enough about the fish dick episode. So I feel like. It's just weird. He, like, willingly, like, puts a, like, gets a fish up his dick. Like, he's not concerned at all. He's in the bath, no. like, my dick's gone round and round in circles. Look at that. No. Invites his brother in to have a look. Vibes. Yeah. And then it's full, just like bubbles with this thing whirling. Where it's I know. Are. It's the very whirly, odd. Whirly and I don't dick. know how it got on the telly, to be honest. Like, because the 90s were the day, fucking but. horrific as a time. Like this is why we are the way that we are is because we saw an <laughs> eight-year-old get a fish up his dick and win a fucking swimming contest at school with his whirly dervish <laughs> dick. I'm, I'm just I'm watching a bit of that clip right now, an article, and Bronson's looking pretty like he's got his art, he's very relaxed in that he's smiling. He's all like, yeah, Pete. He's like, look at Check me. Check out my whirly penis, bro. Look at me fish mm. dick. <laughs> I love Bronson. It. Somebody needed to call docs on this family. This kid yeah. needed the intervention. Like there's there's signs. Absolutely. I'm I'm really upset about that. Um and I'm I'm surprised that it hasn't got cancelled, like banned from yeah. like Netflix, you know what I mean? I don't know. Maybe it's because like most of the people that are doing the cancelling are like our age now. And so they're like, oh, no, we can't because it's like the nostalgia. They're too yeah, attached they to it. I want to watch it sometimes. But like, and there's the one where Pete pisses on the magic tree and gets and pregnant. A, and a tree oh, yes! goes up his dick goes and he gets pregnant. Penis. And he has to like give birth. Yes, he goes full seahorse daddy. Like, it is, mm-hmm. he's like in, does he give birth through his dick or his nose? Maybe he, does he burp it out or he burps and the baby comes out? I can't yeah, remember. that sounds familiar. The burp thing sounds familiar. Oh, yeah, because it's actually called the big burp, that episode. I feel like yeah. he burps, but there's a lot of being in labour. and like Yeah, Ooh. He's fully in hospital, like with the sheet over his big pregnant belly and he's like, Ooh, Ooh, with all his friends around us. It's very. It's so odd. I'm concerned. Again, I'm quite <clears> concerned. And <laughs> my last one that I was like, this is really fucked and I feel like, um. There's an episode called Birds or Bird Co. or something like that where Pete and Linda are bombarded with bird shit and it looks like a fucking bukkake scene. Oh, my God, I do remember. I, I remember this because it was just this one is one of those scarring ones where I was just like, oh, my God, in a dying bird shit. Like, Wasn't um, there a big like pup, like a big bird thing that was like obviously a person in a suit? Yes, that followed they yes. followed Bronson around and Bronson was scared of it and everyone else thought it was, it was good. Talking. But it was yeah. fucking, it would sing all the time and it was yes. horrific. It was a scary yeah. fucking bird and Bronson yeah. was the only one that recognised it. I hated it. I think, like, I remember all these, but that, like, the ones that I really remember was there was one where they had the cupboard and it um, duplicated. 
made the copy of things remember because yeah. and because something happened and, they, and he copies the rabbit and then he ends up and then they, maybe they copy a person and they copy something else but then after a certain amount of time after like 24 hours they realize the copied thing like melts or whatever oh because maybe they copied themselves maybe linda like one oh, linda went on chores a, yeah one linda was doing chores one linda went on a date and one linda did something else or i like, do remember I, I very much remember that one because i just i don't know i guess i thought it was cool You know the original Bronson? People have been, there's like a whole podcast trying to find him. Oh, yeah, because he's, he's like disappeared, eh? Mm-hmm. He's like not, um, he just like dropped out of um, the world. The world. No one can find him. And they wanted to find him so they could do like a reunion of the original um, cast members, but they can't find the original Bronson. What? Yeah, I'm... the little Rodney McLean. McClellan. Googling now. Hardly anything is known about Rodney's later years as he removed himself from the public spotlight. That's it. They reckon he travelled around the world, got married at 21. That's all they know. I love that. I fucking love oh, it. Oh, yeah, I remember that, Bronson. He was so cute. He's cutie. I love the Ranger Bronson, though, the most. Out of- yeah, because he was just feral. Yeah, and, like, he had the freckles That's, and um, shit. Jeffrey Walker. So yeah. He's quite cute as an adult. The ABC fully, like, tracked him down as, like, like they're so weak. Can you imagine that? God. Like, stalker just, vibes. Like, yeah, you're just like, look, I was in this show when I was like fucking eight, bro, like, and I didn't want to do it anymore. And now you're like obsessed. Like, please leave me alone, sir. Like, why are you here at my door? Yeah, that's a bit full on. So. I feel like Round the Twist was one of those another like Aussie shows that like lots of these actors, it was like a a starting point for yeah. them. Like, mm. Heaps of them went on, you know, Blue Healers, all of the other did the rounds. I think the dude who directed the second or third season, like he went on to direct fucking Neighbours for 10 years or something. Wow. Um, it's really interesting. I was looking up like some of the, the actors and Ryan McLean, who plays Pete Twist in one of the seasons, I can't remember which one, and Matthew Waters, who plays Bronson Twist, the Ranger one, they grew up to look exactly the same, but they literally didn't, they didn't I'm just look the same now. on the show. But now they look like twins, and they're not related. It's very weird. Like yeah, it's like twin vibes. It's quite off. Yeah, it is weird, isn't it? It's quite and that bizarre. um Tasman West, who played um Linda in the first season, mm. she sung the song. Yeah, yeah. I was to say she was there. Which yeah, I, I didn't know that. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, they had her, she said um, they'd filmed the, um, like, the first season and then they had her coming in after school in her uniform singing this song, like, over and over again trying to get it right. And she was just like, this is so weird because it hadn't even launched yet and it was like, this, I don't know, this whole big rigmarole and she's like, nobody. And the yeah. casting, when they when they were casting the, um, the like, the actual characters because they had to do a cast, like, casting, like, every time they had a new season – and because it's Australia, there's not as many actors, especially not as many child actors. So they would just have – there's 100 people in the room and they would just do activities, activities all day until at the end you have your characters and that's it. Because there's not enough actors to be pulling like a million new pe- – oh, we'll get 100 more, we'll get 100 more like they do in the US. Mm. So it's just like it was this be whole – a lot of the same people probably like still yeah. – or, or going for a different part even. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Or whatever. Yeah. And there was a few people that um, like – they were thinking they'd be one character and they end up being another, like being the bully and we're trying out for like fucking Pete or something. Yeah. So, yeah, it was like full intense. Like the, I, the whole of Round the Twist is 
it's very strange. It's so chaotic. It is so chaotic. Mm. I always remember thinking that Linda was so annoying. I know we weren't talking about this, but I just had like a brain fart. Mm. I always just remember being like, oh, she's such a goody two shoes. Fuck off, Linda, you annoying little. Oh my God, and she's bitch. so not. She's a feminist. I know. This is I know. why. It's funny how, like, like if you rewatch it now, like, could, like, and, and even Paul Jennings said he specifically wrote her to be like that because that's what his daughter was, like, very politically yep. active, a feminist, like, really focused on women's rights and stuff like that. And that's what Linda was. Yeah. Like, the character. And it's like, us as kids are like, yeah, shut the fuck up, Linda. Let everyone be an asshole. And it's like, I actually, know. no. Because of that internalised misogyny. Oh, my God, I know. It's funny <laughs> because, like, with all of this drama like with all this like hecticness and whatever um like Paul Jennings uh said like I guess of all the 90s shows this is probably the one that was like pure entertainment he said that he had an aversion to the idea that children's tv had to have good role models yeah he said I kind of like um oh like yeah he, he that was the whole point around the twist it's like they weren't actually good role models they were just kids And so many kids shows are about like, I like the fact that he wasn't preaching to them or trying to teach them things all the time. There's no lesson embedded in every single one. Yeah. It's like plasma. It's like, this is the first day of the rest of your life. Like that's cute and whatever. But like adults get to have TV shows that have no lessons in them. Like kids should be allowed to have that too. Absolutely. Enough learning goes on in every other area of a child's life. Can they just like disconnect for once? Yeah. What are you going to learn about a fish going up some kid's dick? You're not going to learn anything. But also I think like Round the Twist facilitates like imagination, right, Mm. which is also really important for childhood development. Like I had such a fierce imagination when I was a young, like a little kid and even still now. I just, but I'm like, but these shows helped like foster that imagination because I'm like there is literally nothing out of, you know, the realm of possibility when you're like imagining shit, you know, even a fucking fish swimming in your dick and fucking make you swim fast, you know? Exactly right. It helped. I don't know. For me, I just was such like a, I lived in my own world and I probably still am, but like I just loved these shows because I, I was like, oh, this is like cool because it's like, I'm not crazy or weird for having these like weird imagination, this weird imagination or imagination, imaginative Mm. friends, because I'm like, oh, some fucking adults writing a show about this shit. Like this is fucking cool. Yeah. And I think maybe that's why I really loved all those books. Yeah. Cause they were just silly. Yeah. Yeah. There was one where like, I don't know if it was by um, the same guy or not, but there was one of the books and he like, the kid doesn't wash his ears properly. And like, stuff that cauliflowers start growing out of his ears oh, and there's another yeah. one where like he eats the seed and the apple from that and the, yes. the apple yeah. tree starts yeah. growing, growing out of him and stuff yeah like, I, had I, that, I had fear of that <laughs> like watermelon seeds that watermelons are going to grow inside you yeah well that's how like like the adults in my life used to say you have to spit the seeds out because you don't want their tree God, like adult we're fucking horrible aren't we? i know i'm like i will never say that no i'm like just swallow them Sybil. shut up nothing's gonna happen you're just gonna pick them out yeah literally it's oh you swallowed gum who cares it's fine you're gonna poop it out don't worry about it yeah it's gonna be stuck Um, in you for seven years yeah i know that one the horror oh i know a couple of years ago i went to i don't know what it was maybe it was splendor i don't know i can't remember they all Mm. blur into one but i went to this festival and um went with um my friend Jazz and we went and watched. Do you remember like was it, I think it was Tom and Alex of Triple J? Yeah. And yeah. one of them was, does a bit of DJing. 
Oh, uh, yes, yes, yes. I want to say Alex. And it was really cool because you went into this, um, like we heard he was doing this set. And so we went over there and it was at like, because it's festival set up and it was at the laundromat. <gasps> it was so fucking cool. So it had like old school laundromat. And then you walked through this tunnel, like the, the, the door opened and it was like mm-hmm. a, um, it was a washing machine. And you walked oh. through this silver tunnel into this full silver room, like you were in a washing machine. Very cool. Anyway. And he was DJing and there was all these people there. And lots of them were younger than me. And like we're there and he's played a couple of songs. And then because when he was on the radio, they had this whole round the twist thing because they were like fucking traumatized by this show as well as children. Um, And he played his round the twist song. Oh, remix, yeah. Remix. That place went fucking off, mate. Everyone was waiting for this fucking round the twist song. And there was just all these, have you ever? I was like, oh my God, this is fucking really cool. And also really weird. Like you're all here to hear this fucking one song. Imagine being that chick, that Tamsin chick and being like, this is the the pinnacle of my career. I had a look to see like where they are now kind of thing. Um, Some, some of the actors. Um, So some of them, they didn't really do much. So like Sam, who was the original P. He left the show in 89 and he didn't get another acting credit till like 1995 where he did some Blue Healers and it, he hasn't done anything since then. Uh, the second uh, Pete Twist, which is Ben Thomas, um, uh, he was in Neighbours for a little bit, Blue Healers, Denial and The Genie Down Under. But he I was he didn't have – The Genie ha- Down Under. It was The Genie Down Under 2 actually. Um, but he <laughs> – his last role was in 1998. Tamsin, the first Linda Twist, the one who sang the song, um, she only appeared in the first se- series, right? Um, but she remained in every single episode because she sang the tune. So she had um, only like a few minor roles. She was Emma Gordon in Neighbours, um, but she quit acting in 95. But in 2004, some student convinced her to re-record the theme song. For like a project. So that's cool. Oh my God, that's awesome. Good good on her. I thought maybe she did a little bit of TV presenting or something, but maybe that was someone else. No, I think that was the other ones. Um uh Jolene, um, last name I can't pronounce because it's Eastern European. She was the second Linda Twist. So I know her from the Snowy Snowy River. Like so she was in um so she's worked consistently in like kind of small roles until about 2008. So she was, uh, she starred, um, she was with a very young Hugh Jackman in Snowy River, the McGregor saga and opposite Dominic Purcell in Raw FM, but she's not appeared in anything for like quite a few years now. She's also been beautiful. Yeah. She's very beautiful. Yeah. Very. Um, and we already talked about the original Bronson that he just kind of went missing. Now, Jeffrey Walker is the second Bronson. He's the one I remember the most because he was also in Ocean Girl. He was the main actor in Ocean Girl, which I loved. Um, he was in Police Rescue, Halfway Across the Galaxy, Turn Left, Ocean Girl, Neighbours, Home and Away, Modern Family, Modern Family and Bones. Yeah, Bones. Yeah. Good for him. Oh, no, he directed episodes of Neighbours, Home and Away, Modern Family and Bones. Good for you, oh, Bronson. wow. That's awesome. Good old Jeffrey Walker. And then we've got all oh, the original um, Tony Twist, the dad, mm, Richard Moyer. Yeah. So he gives me warm fuzzies. I he know. does. He just is like a sweet dorky dad. And I, I think there needs to be more sweet dorky dads on the TV. Yeah, I agree. So he was um, like he was a familiar face when he played this character because he was Eddie Cook in Prisoner. 
Um, and then he uh, was diagnosed with Parkinson's in 1990 um, during the first two seasons that he was filming. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what brought his acting career to an end. But um, but his therapy was covered and, and he did all this therapy and then they did a documentary, The Bridge at Midnight Trembles, and it was about like his, um, I guess, like battle with Parkinson's Parkinson. and that kind of thing. Mm. So, oh, oh, Bunny, Bunny Brook. That's Helen that's... Rickards. Oh, that's Her so name's awesome. Bunny Brook. Bunny Brook. I love that. Iconic. She, so she was already a popular Australian actor because she was Flo Pattinson in number 96. Um, and she, in the 70s, she won a silver Logie. Fucking okay. Ooh. Okay, bitch. We see you. All right, Bunny Brook. And then she won a new Legion of Fans, obviously, in Round the Twist. And then she was in um, oh God, E Street in as well. E Street. That's yep. why I recognize her as well. Yeah. But she, oh. and then she died in 2000 and she was 80. She lived till she was 80. Good for oh you, God. Bunny. Go yeah. off, sis. Amazing. Fucking Harold Gribble gives me very big on the download Creeper. vibes. Yeah. Like, I think he wants to fuck Mr. Twist, but he won't admit it. It's very <laughs> weird vibes from mm. him. So he. Is um, the original Harold Gribble, Frankie J. Holden. Um, he's an actor, singer, TV presenter. He was in the band Old 55. I don't know. We're all too young for that. He was scoring a hit song in Australia with On the Prowl. Oh my Sounds gosh. very Australian. Yeah. On so the he prowl. was in on the Return Home, Neighbours, Embassy, Underbelly, and A Place to Call Home. Oh my God. Yes. This is the Harold Gribble that I remember is Mark Mitchell. Yeah. Mark Mitchell's yeah. iconic. Yeah, second season, like he was. He was just so over the top in everything he did. It was amazing. Like he yes. really had that role like down. Yeah. Yes. Literally. Yeah. And the and him in the Genie Down Under as well, Neighbours, Blue Healers, and he was Chief Quimby in um, the 2003 <laughs> movie Inspector Gadget 2. <laughs> but, yeah, he is very iconic. That like uh, so many of the actors got replaced with Rangers. Yeah, that's nice. Ranger, Ranger's alive. Some Ranger representation for the the gingers out there. It's important. Um, Judith, who cares? She's annoying. Fucking whatever. Go away. She was in All Saints and stuff. Oh, that's why. Yeah, yeah. And winners and losers. Oh, that was a horrible show. James oh, I loved All Saints. Fuck off. Yeah, you would. You also loved Home and Away, though, cunt. Yeah, exactly, cunt. <laughs> Did I stutter? I liked this um, actor, Tiger, in here because he had like the real squeak, like his his voice was really squeaky, I think, and he was just like, he was a bit naughty and he, I think he was yeah. one of the bullies' friends, eh, and he's just always there like on the edge like, nah, Yeah, he's like, the, he's like the side bully. Yeah. 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 Not the main one. So no. that's that's the that's basically where everybody is now, um, either dead or not really doing anything. <laughs> it's been a long time, to <laughs> be fair. They've all given up, yeah. Yeah. They've all given up. <laughs> gone, they were like, we hit our peak. They have an arrest. I mean, I wonder, like, if they did make hella money from this show. Do you think? I don't think so. No, because it was a Australian TV show back in the day. You didn't get it. It wasn't like it's such a big deal. But like, what about now? It depends. I don't know how. It depends, like, what their contracts were and stuff. I don't know. Because wouldn't they get royalties getting... and stuff? No. If it's on Netflix and shit. I, I don't know. Uh, you know what? To be honest, I don't know how that works. Do we have any actors that follow us um, at Trash Titters? If you do, could you tell us how it works? Please. Like if, just... you're, if you're in a show and it gets reruns, like do you get paid? Like how does that work? I feel like that's like that's. That happens in ads. I think. Yeah. I'm like, I feel like that's like correct. 
Yeah, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Me to be either. honest. Yeah, I think we've covered it like pretty fucking well. If I'm I sufficiently traumatized, to be honest. Myself. I know. <laughs> I do kind of like low key want to go and watch some episodes of Round the Twist now, though, just to like relive the chaos that was that show. Yeah, you know? I'm excited to watch some with my kids, like the piss one and stuff. We watched the horse one and the kids cracked up at the end where, um, like, Gribble's dad, because the horse does a big shit and then trips him over, I think, and he's face first in what actually does look like actual horseshit. Well, I hope um, they did that. The and my kids are like, <laughs> Yeah. You're going to show your like, kids oh, the piss one and Tane's going to be fucking piss pissing one. on everything. Yeah, you know that, right? Anyway. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's yeah. an eight-year-old boy. They tend yeah. to do that. Yeah, I love it. Go off, Tani. Well, I think I think my recommendation is definitely watch it. I yeah, think watch, watch it. it. If you have not watch watched it. it and you're too young or too old to have watched it, watch it. It's fucking unhinged and you'll get yeah. a laugh at the very least. It's um, it's just it's iconic fucking Australian TV viewing. Mate. And it's like right. one of those ones where you don't need to watch like every season. Like it's like it's a new story every like yeah. every episode. So you don't need to like watch any background. You can literally just jump to the kinkiest episodes if that's what exactly. you like. Like, and you just yeah. like there's so many one. so many of those episodes are based on kinks. It's really fucked up. There's a whole there's a couple of articles on it actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> maybe like much. round the twist was like you know what helped kink culture really just thrive Take off to what Australia. it is now. Yeah, maybe Look, it's weird. I respect that. I don't know if I respect it, but it's there. <laughs> well, the thing. <laughs> well, I mean, on that, that's enough. Yeah, I'm done. Sick of it. All right. All right, Trash Fam, you know where to find us, at Trash Titters on Instagram um, or uh, awesomeblack.org or awesomeblack on Instagram, at awesomeblack. This has been another podcast that we have recorded for you and I hope that you will all go and subscribe to Awesome Black um, so that we can make some money. Support us on the AB Club. Go in there. You can support Trash Titters um, for as little as $2 a month. You too can help a trash titter in need. That's so true. I am in need of many things. Yep. I'm in need of cold and flu tablets right now. So. Well, I mean, that sounds a bit like a you problem. It is. Um, <laughs> all right. Don't forget to charge your vibrators, motherfuckers, <gasps> and we'll see you in the next one. Love That's you. right. Bye. Love you. Bye. Awesomeblack.org. Comedy, culture, fun. First Nations owned. Supported by you.